What's up, guys? It's Books Bitch with your hosts, Lana and Gabby. Today, we'll be talking a bit more seriously and discussing problematic authors and readers. A word of warning, though, we have a tendency to use humor as a joke and as a way to cope, especially since some of these issues have directly affected the both of us. But we'll be tame. This episode will include the following trigger warnings and explicit content, so please take care of yourself while listening and thereafter. Transphobia, homophobia, racism, anti-Semitism, fatphobia, cultural appropriation, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, manipulative age gap, forced marriage, and gaslighting. Any trigger warnings not aforementioned will be warned throughout the podcast. Also, guys, disclaimer, if you do enjoy any of the few authors that we'll be discussing today, don't consider this as a huge fuck you don't read them anymore consider it as a please consume wisely and critically think and actually listen to marginalized communities who are affected by these issues also if you do find yourself uh having a problem with what we're saying or um because we will be kind of talking about problematic readers as well if you find yourself uh, offended by any of that, consider taking a step back and asking why, because that is also a huge problem in the book community, and we need to do what we can to lessen that. Um, but with that being said, let's get into it. Who do you want to talk uh, about first? Because <laughs> I feel like there's so much that we could talk about with either. Um, I feel like we could get Stephanie out of the way pretty fast. Yeah, but also, a lot of people. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's do let's do Stephanie. Okay. Um. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Stephanie Meyer first. Um, mainly because she or Twilight has been a huge trend in the book community lately, uh, especially since Netflix put all of the movies on their platforms. So. Um, yeah, everyone's talking about it. So we kind of want to go over everything. Um, keep in mind, Lana is from Washington near Forks. So she knows a little more of the repercussions, I guess, <laughs> of what is, what's been happening in Washington due to these movies. Um, to start off first, racism, bro. That, like, the, the racism... Just from her. Blatant racism. Just period. Yeah. Because it's Um, everywhere. Yeah. Um, To start off. If you. My dog just jumped off my bed. Um, (laughs) And she's shaking. That's fun. She's (laughs) shaking. So basically. If you don't know this. She created like this whole vampire biology to try and excuse her racism um, that black people can't be vampires and if a black person is turned into a vampire there's like some like their melanin disappears or something so they can glow in the light I don't know the venom venom bleaches their skin that's so weird just say you're racist and go like the white characters in in Twilight that are vampires, like Edward and the entire Colin family, um, are sparkly white because they were already white people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. And then on top of that, if you guys know, so before, because I know, like, they're one of the bad guys in the first movie. Um, 
what did what was his name again? Le- Laurent. L- Laurent. I think so. Um, yes, his name. Talking about the one and only black vampire black actor and black vampire in the fucking <laughs> in the Twilight films. Oh it's Laurent God. because Laurent was a white guy in the Twilight books. They were all white guys. Mm-hmm. And the director basically was like, "Yo, we need to we need to add some color into this." And she was like, "No." And then when she allowed the one black person to be in there, he ends up being a villain. So no bueno, Miss Meyer. No bueno. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I wish I could say, yeah, that's that, and we like hopefully our audience understands why that's a problem. But we kind of have to describe why that's a problem because there will be people who don't understand. Honestly, um, if you didn't find a problem with the fact that she created a vampire biology that erased POCs. Yeah. Completely. You are the problem. There you go. (laughs) Click off now. Bye. I'm sorry. There you go. Sorry. Okay. I think we need to also put in the disclaimer too. And I'm not going to like edit it around. Like this is where I'm going to keep the disclaimer. Um, We're not going to be nice to people who refuse to listen and are racist. Because as so I I am between us. I'm the only person of color here. And I have been told to go back to my country. A couple times by friends too um and shit like that so i don't i'm not i don't want to be nice to people who act like that and if but also yeah. why why should we right yeah like that's that's like you know that's a question that you have to ask yourself not you necessarily but the people thing like you kind of have to ask yourself well why am i defending this or why am i okay and letting this behavior slide because it yeah. benefits me or because it doesn't affect me at all. Exactly. Um, and then on top of that kind of racism, too, it's the fact that she cultural appropriated native, the Native American tribe. What, what are, what's the tribe in so, that area? Um, it's not necessarily the tribes, the indigenous tribes up here in Washington. It is, however... Um, the werewolves in Twilight are based off of um, a real indigenous tribe in North America called the Quileute tribe, and she continues to profit off of them and misrepresented them and their culture completely. Yeah, so, like, the area that this tribe belongs in, right? Don't Isn't there, like, a lot of tourism and they don't get any money out of it? They don't. There's so much tourism now. Um, because of the books for, and yes, the movies. Yes, because of the books, like the um, the books and the movies, and like all of those fans will literally like be like, "Ooh, gimme, gimme!" That's Quileute tribe stuff, or it's um, that's something related to like the Quileute legends about werewolves and um, all of that. And fans will just kind of take take um, with it, and Stephanie, and not. All of the fans, of course. But again, if you're getting upset because I'm using the words fan as a generalization, take a look in the mirror. (laughs) Um, But it's... She completely misrepresents them. And me as... I mean, I'm a white person. I am a white person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, There's... I, I don't know... 
the complete legend and the complete like history of the Quileute tribe and where the origins come from, but I do know that they are wrong. Um, in Stephanie Meyer's point telling of, of Twilight and yeah. in her point of view, she completely misrepresents the Quileute tribe and the Quileute people. And also, she literally whitewashes her indigenous characters in the movies anyway. Taylor mm-hmm. Lautner is not an indigenous person, he is a white person. Right? Like, there is not. And his, he, he, I read about it last night actually. He was, he's not indigenous. But because people had a problem with the fact that he was going to be an indigenous person in a film and was not indigenous, he was, he came out and was like, well, I'm a like 116th or whatever, blah, 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 indigenous person. And people were like, that doesn't count. You're, <laughs> you're still a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Prepare. Or is it Wednesday? <laughs> that was Prepare. She's extra prepare. loud because she has a cone on still. Um. <laughs> um yeah so like i mean what what do you what do you expect from somebody who creates a whole vampire biology to excuse your racism lack of people of color in your book so and i mean also she was raised mormon jacob the the character jacob is literally named after her brother she has a brother named jacob ew yes ew very you yes you he was a love interest you <laughs> i don't know uh, okay we're just gonna move forward because that is not okay anyway um and then the other problem is the imprinting like jacob imprinting on a child not even a child and oh, infant no. A newborn? No, not a- even an infant or a newborn. A goddamn egg in Bella's uterus in her goddamn fallopian tubes before it was That's even a work. baby. I have no idea, but that is Stephanie Myers. Like, she had imprinting down. Like, whatever way Twilight was ending, it was ending with imprinting. There is a relationship between um, a werewolf named Quill and... Oh God, I I want to call her Sarah, but I I don't want to call her Sarah at the same time. There's a relationship in Twilight between a werewolf named Quill and this this woman, and he imprints on her, and she's like a young kid, like a young kid, and oh Jacob uses it like um I'm I'm I think it's Jacob. If not, it was one of the members like in Jacob's, like, pack, mm-hmm. who basically excuses it and was like, well, Quill and her love each other now. They, he acted like her big brother, and they will grow up alongside each other like siblings, and he will act like her big brother, and then it'll just change into something more when they're bigger. No! That is grooming! Trigger warning, grooming! I don't think we added that, but there it is, Grooming. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, and then like the fact that fans out there are like, "Well, it, it's a werewolf." Uh, no, no, no. That's an excuse for grooming, and it's not okay. So it's also um, a way that Stephanie Meyer kind of just shoved her Mormon ideals into a novel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and then on top of that, there was the whole uh, manipulative 
age gap, not with um, those two, but with Bella and Edward. Bella's like 16 or 17 when they first meet. And he's He's 107? Or 117. He's 100 plus years old. And I want to be clear that this is what I mean when I say I like the age gap, but with conditions. Um, She's minor she's still a baby like she's a child Mm. and you're 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 going after her that's not okay um do you know do you know that in new moon edward watches bella like comes back and watches her even though in new moon if you didn't know um new moon is when edward leaves bella Because he thinks that he's going to get Bella killed. And, I mean, he kind of does. She gets turned into a vampire at some point. Um, But he literally leaves and tries to send her $20,000. And she, like, shreds it. And so he itch 20 grand in assets shows up at her house again. Because he tried cash the first time. Like, Edward was a weird stalker. Yes, he cared for her in kind of no, ways. It was obsession. Yeah. It was obsession. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't do that kind of stuff if you care for somebody. You are obsessed and uh possessive. And like I know like there's the dark romances where people are like, but I love the possession or whatever, but like not in real life. It comes to a point where it's like, okay, it's it's kind of it's not okay. It like like I get the attraction, but then it gets to a point where it's kind of like it makes your skin crawl. Yeah. And this is one of the the reasons or this is one of the times it makes your skin crawl because again, she's minor and he is 100 plus years old. So bleh, and um, he's weird about it. He's like how could you ever love a killer Bella? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually think that's a line verbatim. <laughs> Maybe I don't. How I don't could know. you ever love a killer, or could you love the skin of a killer, or some bullshit like that? I don't. Like I don't he know. knows that he's bad for her, but he's like, I love her. <laughs> God. Which, that's what I love. If you can let someone go, no matter how much you love them, because you understand. That you being there is harming them, causing them harm in whatever way. Chef's kiss. If you stay regardless, get out. There's the door, bitch. Yeah. Um, also, I f- why did I even forget this? The Going back to like the whole racism thing, Jasper is How a Confederate soldier. About Jasper? I don't know. I just he... thought about it and I went, mm. yeah. Not even just a... Not just a Confederate soldier. No, ma'am. He was an underage Confederate who lied because he was too young to fight in the Confederate Army. And everybody decided... Well, no. Jasper tricked everybody into thinking that he was old enough. It wasn't that Jasper was forced because of, dra- because of like drafting or because it was a war and the time. No. Jasper was a confederate white supremacist gross white man he was disgusting 
And like, it's so glossed over. There, it, it's just like, oh yeah, he's a Confederate soldier, and then no one speaks about it again. What? Right? There's one scene in the book or in the movie. <laughs> I don't get it. And like, There's... the whole family just glosses over it. Even the fandom glosses over it. Yes. Twilight fans like to pretend like there is nothing wrong with Jasper or that like the problems that Jasper has doesn't exist. Yeah. At all. Which is, um, no, we're not just going to ignore it. Yeah, no. That's not how things work. You can't just ignore things because you like them. Um, and it says a lot more about you than it does about the characters and the person who wrote it. Because the bro- the person who writes it is blunt about it, at least. Yeah. You know? You, yeah. You, They're not you taking it. it back and being like, well, no, it's just a book. There's nothing wrong with him being a Confederate soldier. Are you making excuses for the poorly written books that are Twilight? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's gonna. Be- oh my god, Piper, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Um, but like, obviously, there's gonna be books where characters are like that, you know, like mm-hmm. just disgusting and whatever. But you have to write it like they're the it's the character and not it's your own thoughts being written onto paper you know like you, there's there's it's yeah. a very fine line and stephanie meyer crossed that line and then some um stephanie meyer basically well twilight was a fan fiction and you can tell because twilight was written like a fan fiction and you can agree with me right gabby because you read fan fiction twilight it was, was a- it was a gerard fan gerard way fanfic if i'm not wrong thing um i i can tell you how to like origins can trace back to 9-11 if you really yeah, wanted me to i i know how that traces back and how it also connects yeah. to 50 shades yes, like 50, i know that. yeah 50 shades was a fanfic of twilight twilight just, was a gerard way fanfic i didn't know twilight was a gerard way fanfic i just knew i thought it was just inspired by mcr i didn't realize it was no it was a gerard a fan way fiction. fan fiction yeah it was a fan Got fiction it. gerard way was a vampire the original um um the original last book was not called breaking dawn it was called forever dawn and apparently there's a very questionable cover of it that she gave stephanie meyer gave to her sister because stephanie myers will just like not She'll tell people that things exist in the Twilight fandom and then won't show them. Okay, so yeah, Stephanie Meyer, pretty problematic. And like we said, her fandom in general likes to, um, oh my god, Piper, likes to um, just gloss over all of the problems and ignore them, um, which you can't do because it's that's not okay. Um... And let's move on to another fandom and author wait, wait, that wait, likes wait, to wait. do that. What? I feel like we need to talk about the tourism and forks. Didn't we already do that? No, like, actually, IRL. Okay, then let's talk about it. But you're, you're going to be talking about this because I have no idea what it's like. Yeah. Um, so, there's people that will literally travel from anywhere to um to forks washington or to seattle like they you can literally go stay in bella swan's house if you'd like it's an airbnb 
Um, so is the Collins house or the Collins house isn't actually an Airbnb. I know that it used to be, it might not be anymore, but it used to be. And I know that you can drive by the Collins house. Um, the diner where Bella didn't actually squirt, squirt pet ketchup on her plate and just shook it on like towards her plate. You can go to the diner and you can order what she had. You can also go to like, um, that like fancy restaurant that they went to, not fancy, that like restaurant that they went to during prom where she ordered like ravioli or some bullshit. You can do that. And everybody likes to do it. Do you know that like people here were crazy about Twilight too? Like it it was a thing. Especially the movies. Like my um the movies. I saw all of the movies in theater with my aunt and I hated vampires. I was a small child when those movies were coming out and they scared the shit out of me. And because they were set here, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to come for me. They're going to come for me. <laughs> it was horrible being a little kid when Twilight was coming out in Washington because I was like, oh, my God, they're real and they're going to get me. And I, there was also in the TV one day, there was this girl who got plastic surgery um, so that she could have vampire teeth. She lived in Washington and like she she was like 13 or 14 she somehow convinced her parents to pay for the dental work to give fake teeth so that she was a fake vampire it's weird it's very weird twilight i hate it okay <clears throat> you have I, I see that you have a very personal vendetta yeah. against twilight <laughs> everyone in Washington will tell you that they have most likely seen the movies. If they haven't, they're probably a man, like a cishet man. Um, and um, despite having seen them, everyone in Washington will tell you that they hate them and they're horrible. Because Twilight fans will literally be like, well, is Washington anything like Twilight? No! No, it's not because it's a movie. It's a shitty movie and it's a shitty book. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna move on now. <laughs> okay, let's. Should we move on? Jennifer L. Armentrout, another horrible person. Now this is my this is mine because Lana didn't read it, but I did, and you did. I got yelled at for a lot of the things I pointed out, so I want to talk yes. about them because I fucking hate her. You um, do it. You do you, boo. So the first thing, and I will have to. Um, admit that I probably wouldn't have noticed this without someone telling me and I still don't know that TikToker's name but this TikToker um, I'll kind of describe her she is a lighter skinned black woman and she's she's I think she's a freelance editor or writer and she taught she's very not well, she is critical, but she likes to talk about a bunch of, like, issues like this in other books. And she's been kind of hated on for um, her liking to critically analyze while she reads and saying, well, it, it, just, like, people not being nice to her because of that. Um, and one of the books that she goes after is From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armitrout. Um Anyways, if you know who that is, um, I'll probably make, like, a post about it or something. Um, anyways, 
so she had commented on the racist stereotypes in From Blood and Ash. And I would like to point out, I have heard all of the arguments against the racist stereotypes. And I'm going to rebuke every single one of them right now. <laughs> because it is ridiculous. Um, and the fact that this is one of those times where fan fans like to gloss over and defend an author... Uh, for their behavior and the way that they're writing characters. Um, even though the author literally gives no two shits about you. <laughs> so um, let's get into it. So there are two notably black characters in um, in at least the first book. I don't know if there's like more that come out. Um, and yes, I understand that there are other black people in this book, but there are two characters that are constant and you like they're part of the main cast of characters one of them is named tawny she is um a black woman who is a servant to a the poppy who is a white woman and is the main character um so off the bat being a black woman and a servant to a white woman um kind of doesn't have a good ring to it Mm -hmm. um and then on top of that her name tawny is another word for brown brown specifically yes um and to make matters worse in the first chapter of the second book kieran who is also the or is the second black character in the book the notably black character in the book is his skin is described as tawny brown. So obviously that is not good. <laughs> um, and it's just, it, it, it doesn't sit right. It's one of those things where it, it's a microaggression. And if you don't think about it, like I said, I probably wouldn't have realized it if somebody else didn't point it out for me. <laughs> Um, so it, it's just, it's just not a good look and it's very, it just doesn't sit right, whether it was intentional or not, but based off of JLA's track record, it probably, and that's not okay. It, it's a stereotype that is just not okay. And basically, it doesn't, the, that kind of thing doesn't sit right with someone who sees that and goes, huh. Like, it it just, putting that stereotype of a black woman in a book and then naming them after a shade of brown, mm, not a good look for you. Not a good look for you at all. Um, And then the more obvious, like, racist stereotype that happens in this is with Kieran, who is the other notably black character. His name is also another, is, from what I understand, is a shade of or is another word for black or something like that um so off the bat not good not a good look either he's also a werewolf um and he is magically bonded to hawk who is white so you have a black man who shapeshifts into a dog and is magically bonded with hope to a white man and serves him and before because i know someone's gonna hear that and go well 
there's white people who are also magically bonded, blah, blah, blah. He, he, I'm pretty sure someone has told me that in a future scene or whatever, he breaks that magical bond or whatever. Uh, doesn't matter because if he is the only other notable black character in the book and you write him as a shape-shifting man into a dog, basically it's just, it's, it's gross that the only two black characters, notably black characters, at least in the first book and the first hundred pages of the second book, because that's as far as I got, um, are like that. And to make matters worse, uh, if you don't know, JLA has a Facebook group where it, only people who read the first three books are in um, because it contains spoilers. And then she also gives like spoilers for her upcoming book of the series. Um, and from what I understand via that same um uh tiktoker that i saw mention this stereotyping said that a black reader had asked her about it in the group and she responded with we don't talk about that kind of um and she basically deleted the comments and um kicked her out of the facebook group if i remember correctly um which is something that she normally does she likes to if anybody has any criticism of her books, she kicks them out and deletes the comments. So even if they do like the the books. So yeah. Tell me you can't handle criticism without, without telling me you can't. <laughs> it's not yeah. that bad to be bad. And yeah. I mean that in as in like poor bad. Yeah. And um yeah, so it it just she knows what she's doing. She knew what she was doing, and she refuses to listen to anyone who calls her out for it. So that right there shows that she doesn't want to learn, and she refuses to learn. Um, moving on, another thing that Lana and I are really aggravated about is... I'm a fat we're, bitch. We're both... Preface. We're both... Uh, Verified fats. Yep. Um... <laughs> And she, she skinny, skinny washes her own character. Um, Poppy is written as a character who is made to plus size. And she only, usually only shows fan art and any type of art of Poppy as a thin woman. Um... And when she was called out for it, she made excuses, every excuse under the sun, and... and tried to say now, skinny shaming was a thing, which is yeah, not. It's not. Um, um, and anyone I, I have seen who were verified fats and then lost a bunch of weight say, yeah, there is such thing as skinny privilege, and there's a difference between systematic oppression and teasing. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to just go over the kind of things that she had said. Um, we have screenshots of her posts provided by someone who sent it to us. Okay, so she had posted a first post about it, and... She basically was just like, um, she said, 
because she did a she accept, she approved of a fan art for the Illumicrate um, edition of her books where Poppy is skinny, and um, she basically is just like dismissing it, and um, it's more so calling out people who are offended by that versus calling out the people who are the problem and then p.s maybe there needs to be some deep thoughts about why a plus-size character wielding a sword riding a horse and running and in parentheses goes relatively short distances is far more unbelievable and harder to process than several hundred-year-old vampires, people who can transform into wolves and dragons and heal people with their touch. First of all, I don't understand why the relatively short distances was necessary. Why does no one believe that a fat bitch could run? I know, I don't choose get that. not to. We're and that's smarter, a very generic... Harder. That's a very generic statement, too. I know plenty of... Yes, it is. And also, why does everything with fat people end up reverting back to this idea of, like, health and what they're able to do physically? I know. I don't understand it. Because she had said in, like, her main point of the post, she was just like, I just deleted the posts about Poppy's depiction for Illumicrate, uh, which sucks because there was a really good conversation there until it spiraled into people claiming that they know what another person can and cannot do with their body, what size is, you know, two plus, two plus to be actually curvy, which skinny women, who are you to say something, someone is two plus size to be curvy? Yeah. Um, um, all this cur- plus could cover a lot of you, motherfucker. Just exactly. saying. And so on and so forth. Let's all agree that your opinion should end right about when you're speaking about and speaking for a lar- uh, for a group of people, whether you're thin or larger, or short or tall, or a part of the group of people. Okay. I'm side note: she, that. yeah, can um, can can we just talk about the fact that this woman is an author and her grammar is absolutely atrocious. Her grammar is atrocious in these Facebook posts. They're they're terrible. Anyways, so, yeah, so she's just dismissing it, and then she goes, at the very end, she goes, PSS, let's not do those deep oh. thoughts in here. Wednesday? Wednesday? No! Um, let's not do those deep thoughts in here. My mods will probably riot, and I have a book to write. Like, it's her decision to decide when and where we can talk. Skinny white woman said, it doesn't affect me, not my problem. Basically. So, of course, a lot of people got upset about it and responded. And so she made a second post. And it's longer and it's a doozy. And we're going to go paragraph by paragraph because it's ridiculous. Um, Hey, guys, popping in here to talk about this was on February 25th, by the way. Hey guys, popping in here to talk about some of the fan art and book subscription box depictions of Poppy. As we know, Poppy is not described as slender or thin. Near the beginning of From Blood and Ash, you will find this passage. She and I were about the same height, a little under average, and the quote hid the shape of my body, which was not nearly as thin as hers. 
No matter how active I was, I could not achieve the willowy frame of Duchess Tierman or some of the other ladies. Um, first things first, again, it's, she's putting weight, she's reverting weight back to physical activity, which is ridiculous. And she's also, there's another passage in there where, where Poppy has stated, I can never, basic, I don't remember the exact quote, but she basically states, um, I can never be super skinny because I like cheese. Just because I am fat does not mean that my pastime is eating. But also, just because I'm fat and my pastime is eating doesn't mean that you get to tell me that um, there's anything wrong with that. Exactly. Thanks. And why does it have, why, like, in, in this passage that she provides, why is it, like, putting these two did you i just realized this it's kind of misogynistic too because she's putting two women against each other based off of their weight she is and the, the cloak hid the uh shape of my body which was not nearly as thin as hers it's not a competition my dear you don't have to as her you don't have to be as fat as her you don't need to you don't need to be the same i don't understand why there's a competition here like, if, if you... I don't get it. I don't get it. Because those in power will always fear not being in power. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, she goes, Some would call her curvy, others would call her plus size, and some would still call her thin. Weight is an oddly subjective thing, as is interpretations of characters and even words. But I have always celebrated all artwork and interpretations of Poppy, and I'm constantly amazed to see the difference in how people see her. First of all, we're not saying you shouldn't celebrate all type, all artwork and interpretations of Poppy. That's not what we're saying. We're say, saying you should lay a boundary for your character. Your character is mid-size. Yeah, or at the very, 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 very least... Post pictures of the poppy that you wrote. You exactly. wrote a mid to plus size poppy, right? Exactly. You wrote a mid to plus size main character. Post that shit. Or don't write about a p- mid to plus size character. Exactly. Um, like, And then on top of that, when she said weight is an oddly subjective thing, again, the, those are words of a skinny person because weight is not a subjective thing. It is not. You don't get to just have your different opinion on weight. Someone's weight is someone's weight, and that is it. That is all. You don't comment on it. So why is there a discussion here? Why does it have yeah. to be subjective? It is objective. There is a difference, and I don't understand. Oh, wait. It's because she's a skinny person and wants her two cents in. Yeah. About and of fashion. course it's okay. Of course we can, we can all just have this discussion about weight because nobody's ever publicly shamed her for hers. Or yeah. shame yeah. period. You know, there is that. And, you know, we we don't know JLA's life, right? Who knows? She could have grown up with the... Who would fat shame her kid into Weight Watchers. Who knows, right? I'm not shitting yeah. on where you've been. I'm shitting on what you're doing now. Yeah. Yep. Um, continuing on, she goes, There is a fine line to walk when it comes to interpretations of characters' weight, which there isn't. Where a number on a scale to the size of a dress is so incredibly subjective, it is not. 
Anytime there has been a conversation about her weight, there has been a whole wild range of emotions and thoughts about what people think a slender person can do and what people think a per- larger person can do. Just say fat. Um, this conversation uh, usually tend to get heated. It's a sensitive subject, often rooted in personal ties to it. And it's hard to discuss without othering or shaming thin people or othering or shaming larger people. Again, you cannot shame a thin person. There is a difference between shaming and teasing. And if any fucking skinny bitch would like to stand up right now listening to this (laughs) and try and tell me that shamed for being skinny. Yeah, I'll fight you. I'm a minor. Oh my gosh, we're I'm so still aggressive. a minor. I'm a minor what? for five more days. Come at me. <laughs> we're oh my so god, aggressive. I'm a minor for five more days. Yeah. My eight. Side note: It's almost her days. birthday. September. <laughs> Four days as to when we post this, which is tomorrow. Because, oops. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then again, she goes. Talking about a number on a scale or a size of a dress is subjective. It is not. It's not. It's very clear what those numbers mean, especially when it comes to dresses and clothes and, and all how of they're it depicted is in fat phobia. Yep, exactly. All of um, it. So that's not subjective. And that, again, that is skinny person talking. Um, and then let's see. And then she talks about the range of emotions and thoughts people go through when it comes to this. Like, it's inconvenient. Where she goes, there has been a whole wild range of emotions and thoughts about what people think a slender person can do and what people think a larger person can do. She writes it as if it was in- it's inconvenient. Also, she also, does this like, whole... person who's going to squabble this debate. Yes. No. Yes, and she, I just think it's so funny that she's like, of what people think a slender person can do and what what people think a larger person can do. Didn't she in the first post say what larger people can do? In her PS, why a plus-size character wielding a sword, riding a horse, and running relatively short distances is far more believable than all this other shit that she has in her book? I think it's so she's kind of eating her own words. Yeah, she is. She continues because she. What I've noticed with JLA, JLA is just from those posts alone, you you get the sense that she's just trying to cover her ass and make sure yeah. that there isn't a fire burning. Yeah, she's she's going to try and have the skinny people's back, and she's going to try and have um, mid size, plus size, fat fat people whatever the fuck word you want to use besides large you call me large i'm gonna hit you <laughs> yeah you. large no fuck you you wear the large i wear the 2x that's the difference yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so then she goes but in regards to the book 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 subscriptions When asked for input, I have described Poppy just as I see her and described in the book. Otherwise, the depictions have been left up to the artist's own depictions of how they see the character. All of them that I have seen so far, and I think I've seen them all, have created beautiful versions, each pretty different 
than the other, if I remember correctly. The size of Poppy has been depicted differently in each of them. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Why are they, they being depicted differently in the first place? Why is she being skinny washed in the first place? That's exactly. it. That is that is the question that we're asking ourselves. Why is a mid slash plus size? Which why is there even a debate about which it is? That's on you, JLA. Describe your character better. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. It's the fact that she did not write her character properly to allow her readers to visualize a plus size mid to plus size character. Yeah, because she wrote a fat character from the point of view of a skinny woman. Um, because like how men like to write, like how you can tell that men write female characters sometimes. Exactly, exactly. And like, like I said, I'm the out of us two. I'm the only person who read it. I didn't even know she was a mid to plus size character until someone else pointed it out. But then there would just be these like small little fat phobic comments, like I could never be thin because I eat too much cheese, and then you saying. That you didn't even really catch on to the fact that she was a bigger person, plus size, mid-size, whatever, until it was pointed out to you. Which Mm -hmm. just goes to show that, one, she didn't do a good job of describing a mid-to-plus-size character, but also she, she did it to be able to make those jokes. Yeah, and it's, like, she did it in the, at the expense of mid to plus size people on top of that no i don't know where i was going with that comment (laughs) i had it in my mind and then it just disappeared so that's nice Um, full head empty (laughs) i get it all the time but like basically oh oh and now i know what i wanted to say she wrote it in a way not only was it like to create those jokes but also to kind of make mid to plus size readers feel bad about themselves like yeah if you have an entire community of people mistaking a mid to plus size character as a skinny person there's and then make jokes (laughs) and make jokes in the book as said character saying that she could never be thin because she eats or because of this or because of whatever and just continuously mm-hmm. making jokes and making small snarky comments about her being too thick or not thin enough is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. To continue on, she she writes to be completely real here, this is the first time I've ever had special editions done of my books in this manner. Uh, when I'm asked for input on characters, I give it and when I'm not, I'm assuming it, it's then up to the to how the artist sees them. Um, if the cover is beautiful from the design to the tip and the sheets and so on, which that doesn't make sense, then it's approved. It's a weird place to be in not knowing how assertive you should be for something you've never had experience with nor are paying for. And especially when we're talking about something that no one can seem to agree on. We have reached out to Lumicrate, uh, who has already in the process of speaking with the designer. They have been a joy to work with. Um, you like how she's making excuses for herself being like, well, I didn't know that I could be that assertive. I don't know how assertive I should be because I've never done this before. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm. It has nothing to do with you being assertive. It has everything to do with you being a problem before you not being assertive. 
not to mention it's like the she could so have been assertive but she chose not to be because she didn't see it as a problem Mm -hmm. and yeah um finally she goes at the end of the day i needed to be more assertive this is not on the book box or the artist the artwork was or has been beautiful however i should have thought past worrying about how much i um, say i had in the whole process to make sure poppy is not depicted as someone typically seen as slender because it does matter Again, that is on me. All I, all that I ask is, uh, when discussing this, we're being aware and thoughtful about our language, and that we acknowledge that our ideas of weight vary from one person to the next. No, 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 no. Shut your mouth, skinny lady. No. Um. So, to start off, we'll 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 break this down a little bit more. Um. <laughs> We're being aware and thoughtful about our language and that we acknowledge that our ideas of weight vary from one person to the next. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It is not subjective. Shut the fuck up. The ideas of weight doesn't... The only thing about weight that carries and varies from one person to the next is the way that weight presents itself within your body personally because just because i have a big belly and i weigh this much or it doesn't mean that this person who weighs the same amount as me is going to have a big belly exactly. our bodies are genealogy gene oh, i don't know how to say that word genealogical basically genealogically everyone has a different. everyone has a body type and no one body is the same yeah so it's not subjective it is very objective and very unique and the fact that again a skinny person is trying to tell us how weight works when she has never had a problem at least in recent years about weight it's ridiculous and she does not get to tell fat people how to feel exactly in the story but also do you do you want to know something funny gabby what i don't know if you have any iris in you right but any any fat bitch who whose whose ancestors ever went through a fa- through a famine, right? So mm-hmm. me in in this case, I could say that it was me, uh, right? Um, the reason that I'm fat is because my ancestors went through a famine, and their mm-hmm. gene codes adapted through like multiple centuries of evolution to bear oh yeah children I've seen this and wider hipped children i've seen the explanation on so TikTok. fuck you i'm fat because of science motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> ancestry oh talk um, to them about it not me <laughs> um so finally the one thing that i personally had a problem with and i don't really see a lot of people talk about it um is the fact that a freshly 18-year-old girl named Poppy uh, is having graphic sex with a 200-plus-year-old vampire named Hawk. And then it's glorified. Is Um, manipulatively abusive. Yes. Actually, you know what? Hold on. And gross. And I'm assuming a white man, as someone who has never read this book, 
But I at need this to point, as a white person, at this point, as a white person, I kind of just assume that all gross characters in books are white people. Does that count on white white on white crime? Because that would make me laugh. <laughs> um, probably. Let's, let's go find something that's nasty. Uh, oh, are you about to? Oh, are you about to read gross? Gross. Okay. Just one thing that. Where is it? Um, oh, also, this is what I mean by I have again age gap with conditions. The fact that a freshly 18-year-old um, is having sex and being groomed by a 200-plus-year-old. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because he, he knows of her. Like, and, like, I know... Like, okay. The fact that he knows so much about her from the moment he meets her is disturbing. Like, she's still a baby. She's still a child. She's a baby, Jacob! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, No, I'm not. I hate you. All of it. Throw it all away. I had written down, um, because I like to write notes, I had written down that Hawk is one of those kinds of guys that sends unsolicited dick pics. Gross. Um, Basically... He he constantly says very sexual things to her. So at this point, he so in the second book, or at the very last second of the first book, he basically was just like, haha, we're getting we're going back to Atlantia and we're gonna get married. And then doesn't let her have any sort of say in it and won't let her speak about it. Um anyways, so like just in that in itself is disgusting. The fact that mm-hmm. he's forcing a marriage on her um, and won't even tell her why. And then on top of that, he makes such nasty comments, even especially in the like wrong places um, or like wrong point of time. There is one part where they have to fight zombies, which are called Craven. Um, and while she's killing them, he's, like, saying, like, oh, my God, you're so hot and shit like that. Or you're so sexy with uh, blood all over you or shit like that. Like, it's nasty. Yeah, like, there's a time and a place. There's a time and there's also called consent. He's the type of man or, like, the type of person that is very, like, not passive aggressive, but almost in the way that, like, he goes about getting Poppy. And, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong at any point. Because I haven't read this, but you have told me a lot about what is wrong with it. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I remember you telling me that. And I'm, like, like the fact that he would just, like, at inappropriate times be, like, you're sexy. Like, why are you objectifying me? Like, it's not the time and place. And at this point, that's that's what you are doing. You are just objectifying her. Yeah, and like, then like, she's being a badass right now, and all you're doing is being like, "Oh, you're so hot." Mm-hmm. Like, Put okay, they're away. they're literally fighting right now. Uh, so this is on page fifty-five. They're in the middle of like fighting, so they have knives out and they're like fighting each other. Um, and it goes his he has a set he has a real name and it's named Castile. So that's who that is when I read it. 
Castile caught, caught my hand, then I guess it would be repetitive of me to tell you how much you're turning me on right now. It you doesn't two fucking are literally... matter right now. Yeah, it doesn't. She's like fighting for her life right now, and that's all you have to say. Really? Yeah, it's... Oh, God. And... It's just, it's just nasty. Like, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that it's nasty. And I don't see very many people talk about it. And this whole relationship with her, um, I, un- I only got 100 pages into the second book. And I marked every single time he made a comment like that. And within the 100 pages, there was at least 30 statements like that. It gets to a point where it's sexual harassment. It's not even cute. Gross. Yeah. Yucky, yucky. Um, and I, I've even gotten into a huge argument with people about about it. Because it was like... With the statements of like, oh, he's he's doing it to protect her. You don't need to be sexually harassing someone to protect them. He's doing it to protect her. What a fucking manipulative, emotionally abusive thing to say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's doing it to protect her. No. Yeah. But... He's doing it to protect himself. Yeah. The amount of gaslighting I got because I mentioned this was unreal and it was not okay. Um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of problems with JLA. I can assume many other people do. Um, and the fact that I wasted as much money as I did on the From Blood and Ash series is ridiculous. And I'm going to be donating all those books, even though I've written in all of them. So, What's up, guys? So this is a uh, after, the fact, after the fact recording of, um, of our podcast because I sat down and started editing and realized this was going to be a two hour long episode. So we're going to split it up into two parts um and this is just the outro for this part um there were a lot of triggering things in this episode so please take care of yourself um go do some self-care because i know i will um and then we also have an instagram and a tiktok both under the tag of it's books bitch podcast uh, except the I in bitch is replaced with an X. Um, and then we have a Twitter that's just, it's books, bitch. Nothing is replaced. No, whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, check us out. Um, did I say we post every Saturday? Well, if I didn't, here we go. Uh, we post every Saturday, 12 Pacific Standard Time. Um, so yeah, sorry for rambling. Sorry if I sound very exhausted. I am. It's midnight. So yeah, um, we'll see you next week in part two. Bye!